2: Progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates, price and coverage match limited by state law.
3: Dylan Marlowe, welcome to Phoenix,
4: dude. Hey, thanks for having me, dude.
3: Oh, uh, you Sick. get uh, confusion with Cameron Marlowe at all?
4: Some people, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely a lot of people are like, Who, Isn't your brother, old, old Cameron. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> No, we're not brothers, we're label mates. Well, that's but... when
3: you point at the thighs and be like, Dylan's got the other uh, big thighs, <laughs> you know? yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Cameron's got the yeah. big thighs. I got I got yeah, yeah. yeah. Dylan.
4: But uh, yeah, <laughs> not as big thighs, honestly. I think we should, we should, I should hit him up. We should like play into it somehow. Like in my Instagram bio, we should each be like not related to but fan yeah. of, you know. Yeah, I love that. I think that's a great. I'm a idea. huge fan of, of him, oh, and we're on the fans same fans label, so yeah, yeah. But no, we're not related that I know of, so <laughs>
3: so there's uh Cameron Marlowe, Dylan Marlowe, Dylan Marlowe, and Dylan Scott. Yep. You guys are on a song together, yeah, uh, a song that you wrote, uh, Boys Back Home. Fabulous yeah. song, by Thank the way. Thank you, bro. Um, tell it. so you wrote it. Tell us about how Dylan Scott got onto that song.
4: Yeah. So, uh, I'm at Dylan right, I guess, uh, I can't remember if it was right before COVID or right after. I feel like pre and post COVID is all kind of a blur, but <clears throat> maybe it was right after, um, or maybe it was in between. I don't know. I met him at farm (laughs) tour though with, with Luke and, uh, my publisher Dallas was, was opening for Luke. And I went out there and met Dylan and I had done like a driver's license, like country remake of it. And, uh, I guess he had heard it and liked it. And so he hit us up and we went on, that was our first tour we ever went on. Mm -hmm. And, uh, He brought me on the bus and was like, man, show me some songs. I was like excited, showed him boys back home. And he was like, holy crap. He's like, dude, what if two Dylans were on one song? Like, let me sing this.
0: (laughs) I feel like he is the person that would say that. Oh, it totally
4: was him. Cause like, obviously I'd want him to sing on any song, Yeah, especially at that point. And, uh, so we did it. We had it good to go. And, uh, on that tour, we were going to drop it, but his label was kind of like, we have a a record coming out. We really don't want to do a duet right now. And. Mm -hmm kind of thankfully though it didn't happen when i wanted it to happen it kind of happened when it was supposed to happen which was this past you know october and um so fast forward like a year and a half almost two years uh we put out a song called Record High and it was going to be the radio and then it wasn't. And then we were like, well, What do we go? Where do we go from here? And Sony was like, Well, we saw boys back home in the pipe and it's a smash. And I was like, Oh, yeah. And I texted Dylan, and I was like, Yo, would you be down to do it now? And he was like, Absolutely. And I had to go back and re sing the vocal because I sounded like two years younger. I think my <laughs> voice got a little deeper at 25 or something. So. <laughs> I don't know if it was like my third puberty or what, but
0: I had to go. Uh, I call had to it go. Maturity. Yeah. It just maturity. Has that, ma- that, that performing maturity. Yeah. So
4: I had to go and, uh, I re-sing it actually. And, uh, we did some stuff cause my brand had just kind of advanced a little bit. So we matched kind of what the other stuff was sounding mm-hmm. like. And, and yeah, man, it's been a huge blessing in my life. And I don't, I don't know whatever. Yeah. I've talked to, you know, Dylan and, and Russell and uh, a few other like mentors. And, and I'm like, what makes a song do that? And they're like, we still don't know. We just, put it out and if it does good then we just thank the lord that it did it and we don't know what makes a song do that because it could be anyone so i'm just thankful that it it did what it's doing and just riding the wave you know yeah it's a fabulous song dude
3: um you had mentioned covid and you you know you couldn't not remember when you met him, but yeah. you had moved to Nashville just when you moved just ahead of the pandemic, correct? Right? Just
4: ahead. Yeah. Um, but I was telling somebody the other day, it was honestly the best year of my life because I just signed my publishing deal. So I was like a, a young, like, you know, 21, 22 year old or 23 year, however old I was. Yeah. Uh, I had nothing to do, but I was making a really small salary to write songs over COVID, and I just hunted the whole time. I went back home to Georgia and hunted and yeah. wrote songs over Zoom, and it was great. I mean, I didn't really have any momentum before then. That,
3: so. that was the, uh, the, the the final product, but I mean, like, once COVID hit, did, were you terrified? Like, I made this move to Nashville, yeah. COVID's here, and great, here we, you know. It It was. It was.
4: Back. It was weird, especially, like, not knowing when it would end. Um, but I tell people it was kind of good for me cause I didn't have any momentum before then. I feel like a lot of people kind of got, uh, I don't know if screwed's the word, but like just, it definitely hurt. Yeah. It definitely hurt them a little bit because they had momentum and then it kind of killed it. So I always say it's a blessing that, uh, I kind of got momentum right out of COVID from TikTok and stuff like that. And yeah. going on that tour with Dylan, I'll, I'll always be thankful for that, but it didn't really, uh, it was definitely a scary time, though, not knowing when it would be done, because I was like, I want to get this music thing going, and I've hunted about everything I can hunt right now, so I've got to get back to work, you know? That's but, funny.
3: So, you did a country version, or a country rewrite of the Olivia Rodrigo Song Driver's License. Yeah. So you'd contribute that to what catapulted you to? I think so. Yeah.
4: Yeah. It definitely helped. It kind of did some TikTok stuff and I'd written um, a few songs that we wanted to put out anyway. So we just put that, that song on that, on that first project and kind of used it as like a little bridge to get people to the other stuff. And then all about it kind of connected was a big, you know, first vehicle for my career to get from A to B. And, um, yeah, I don't know. i it, it was it was a weird thing, yeah. but it, it worked. So. It's
0: interesting how TikTok is is such a huge play on so yeah. many people's careers now. You Pr- Priscilla Block, like you name almost any new country music artist, and they sure. uh, they say that TikTok has really helped them with their yeah. careers.
4: No, it's super. Uh, as an artist, sometimes it's super frustrating because you know in town, like I'll write and then I'll have to do road stuff on the weekend and then i have to be a content creator and in the evening so sometimes it gets a little frustrating but i'll always be thankful for it for what it does you know i feel like there's ways to get around kind of doing the corny thing and, mm-hmm. and making it kind of just on my brand so it's definitely yeah. it's free press you know it's free yeah
0: definitely. free advertisement so call from mom answer it call silenced
1: instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy
3: Yeah. Speaking of songwriting, um, we were thinking about this the other day. I'm like, I would not even know where to freaking start, you know, like, so talk about your songwriting process. Like, uh, do you, do you have to be a, you know, in a quiet room? Like what's, what's the idea? Like when you start writing? Yeah.
4: I mean, I think, uh, hang is important. Like who I'm around, who I'm writing with. Uh, I, I, I usually am like a big chorus guy first because I think the chorus is like what people are listening to. You can make the verses yeah, what, what they need to be, but I've always been a chorus guy and I've always been like a try to write stuff on what I can write about, what I know about, you know, not trying to go outside of my, you know, own realm of knowing, uh, but I, I write a lot of titles that just come at random times about random things like uh, a song we're going to put out in a few months. is called Bad Out of Hell with a Boat on the Back and it's because I was a... Uh, Taking my wife to the airport at 5 a.m. And I was like, if I'm taking you at 5, I'm going to make sure I have my boat so I can go fishing after because I'm already up and on that side of town. And she was like, You're driving like a bat out of hell with a boat on the back. You need to slow down. And I was like, I'm totally writing that song. <laughs> and we did, and it turned out great. Wow.
0: So that's I, awesome. Well, I can't wait to hear that.
4: Yeah, I'll show, I'll, I'll definitely show it to y'all. But yeah, I always try to pick up on stuff that I'm doing. Um, I don't know. I I think it's definitely like the people you're around, the people you're writing with. And a lot of people, believe it or not, like you have to have the right people around because uh, they won't really see your vision. Like some people, some songwriters in Nashville just want to write hits for radio because that's obviously what makes the money and I respect that. But uh, as an artist, I have to surround myself with writers that are down to go somewhere that might not be a radio single, but something I'm going to love, something I'm going to put on a record and that's going to define me as an artist so um
3: who's your favorite person to write with right now
4: oh um gosh i have a i have a few i guess uh joe fox my producer he's we always just see eye to eye on -hmm. on stuff and he's like one of the people that i know if he's telling me no about something it's because he knows like we could beat it you know and uh seth dennis i wrote boys back home with both of them and um Dallas like my publisher he's got he's always helps me with the country lingo on the side of things yeah. and we just grew up the same way so probably them three who
0: are you waiting to write with like who is at the top of your list right now <laughs>
4: yeah um I, I don't know my but my top bucket list was Josh Thompson mm-hmm. and I actually got to write with him a month ah. ago so that was sick
0: that's Cause awesome because I
4: grew up listening to Colby with your name on it and like I he's just such an insane writer and I, uh, that was on the top of my bucket list I'd say next uh Probably Eric Church. I haven't got to write with him yet, but I, I'd cool. love to. That he was kind of what like got me into songwriting. So that's awesome. Yeah. Uh
3: you wrote Last Night Lonely for John Party. Yeah. And that hit number one. So it's your yeah. first number one there. Yes, sir. Songwriter. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank
4: you.
0: What man. was that like? Like who called to tell you? How did you even find out?
4: So the it's actually a great story. Me, Joe, and Jimmy were the three that wrote it. We were on our way to Breckenridge for a ski riding retreat that we do every year. And everybody had texted us while we were in the air. And none of us had Wi-Fi. (laughs) And so we landed and we got a text that said, all at the same time, like, everybody's phone turns on. The text said John is cutting last night lonely and it's going to be his first single to radio from the record. And so me and Joe and Jimmy are different parts of the plane, and we all just stand up and start yelling at each other. Everybody's like, "What is going on with these people?" Southwest
3: flight or something like that. Yeah, yeah.
0: that's an ideal situation though. Yeah,
4: like we all found out the same exact time, and it it was great because I'm sure everybody on that plane was like, "What are they yelling about?" But we all got it at the same time, same reaction. Like, I wish we had a video of that. That's
0: really cool though. That's awesome.
4: Uh, final question: What is the last
3: song you heard that you were like, "Gosh, I wish I would have written that one"?
4: Oh, dude. Um, probably. I mean, have you heard of Stephen Wilson Jr. yet?
3: I don't know if I've heard no. He's ever
4: at Big Loud. He's kind of a newer guy. He is insane. I mean, y'all, y'all hear a bunch from him. Uh, probably, uh, "Life Is Twisted." Mm-hmm. I think a song actually might be called "Twisted," but it's 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 insane. It's yeah. so good. Yeah, y'all should look him up. He's He'll Be huge, yeah, yeah.
3: It's hoping you say it like Cody Johnson until you can't or something like a radio. I mean, that honestly, don't. that uh, dirt
4: cheap, you know, dirt cheap as well. Dirt cheap is, yeah, my buddy, my buddy Josh Phillips lives down the road, and um, I'll never forget. Like, he told me a year ago, he was like, Yeah, I think I have this Cody Johnson cut, and I was like, Who'd you write with? He was like, By myself, so it probably won't get cut, but and now it's like. It's insane.
3: Well, it's so good. Yeah. That's so cool. Um, and follow up question to that. Yeah. Based on what you said, uh, so Justin Moore has got a song. What was the name of that one?
0: Uh. Oh God, we just talked about this.
3: It's, it's basically the exact same thing. Somebody shows up to the house, knocks this on the door. Is what is it? This is our dirt. Yeah. This is our this, dirt. Oh yeah. Yeah. Have you heard that one? Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh yeah. Pretty much the exact same thing. Really. So I don't know what my question would be there because my question to Justin Moore was like, you know, how do they select singles? You you and your tour mate. Yeah. the exact same song out and they'd start the exact same way. Yeah. Somebody comes up and wants to buy a property that's been in the family for a long time. For sure. The subdivision. Yeah. You I'll know? tell
4: you the interesting part about Josh's or Cody's. Sorry, Josh wrote it. It's so always, I'm on songwriter brain, but <laughs> um the, we live in a town called Pleasant View and the TVA like pipeline is trying to come through. And so they, they're trying to like buy a bunch of property. Uh-huh. And so they came to him or trying to buy like this property he had. And I'm sure that's where that, Yeah, but there's a huge, like, you know pipeline strike right now because we're out in the country we you know we don't really yeah. want, want all that so two either, different so.
3: songwriters kind of have the same idea and just For coincidentally sure. that's just how it yeah
4: i mean yeah i'm sure there's i'm sure everywhere somebody corporate yeah. world's trying to buy something off a good old country boy you know, <laughs> somewhere so
3: <laughs> awesome well dylan Marlowe, this year uh first time to phoenix or no uh i believe so wow. where,
4: where did we go with cole on that tour john it was near here but i don't think it was phoenix
0: maricopa uh, at, a, at a different at a casino?
4: No, it was at, it was just an arena. Um you No
0: know, way up. I
4: don't know. It was <laughs> it was somewhere, but no, I don't think yeah. I've ever been to Phoenix. That's well, you're we coming
0: back because you're gonna be here with Russell Dickerson. Oh in yeah, March. Let's, let's go. Yeah, yeah. At I love the Arizona. Yeah, uh, but
3: that, you still don't get the full Arizona Phoenix, Arizona effect in March. You got to come back in like July.
0: Anyway,
2: <laughs> <You> <laughs> I've you heard when text. you melt. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs>
4: I've heard the golf courses are like cheaper in the summer because they, they say, are way oh, cheaper in the summer. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, well it's
0: good So if you, you come dude. back yeah. and come back, we'll take you golfing. I'll do it.
2: Yeah.
3: Well, it's good meeting you. Welcome to Phoenix. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you all for having me. Right. Dylan Marlowe.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.